Hey hey folks, how's it going? This is number two today. How about that? I wanted to talk a bit about photography. I meant to talk about it earlier and I forgot. And I'm making the tea now, I'm making some pasta for Hamish. And listening to PPN, Photo Podcast Networks with Marco LaRousse, German host of the podcast and he's talking to a guest about colour science and about using colour checkers and white balance cards in your photography and it's not something I do it's something I know that I should be doing so I'm going to get on that and start start making my start understanding better how colour science works and what I should be aiming for in camera before it even gets into my software so as I shared before, I'm just back from a sailing trip on board the Lady of Avenel and I was hired by Crofters as the, the documentarian, the photographer, the videographer and it's now my job to create content from, or to create finished pieces of content from everything that I shot and I've just gone through it all went through all my photos that took actually about six hours maybe seven hours including import time uh, reviewing tagging rating and digital making sure that it's all backed up so I've got Dropbox backups I've got redundant backups in my Drobo drive enclosure and I've got redundant backups on my secondary drawboat drive enclosure in the attic which is attached via gigabit ethernet so that's the first part of the puzzle today I've spent most of the day going through the video in Premiere Pro and adding descriptions uh, deleting proxy files because I did shoot with proxy files and I've had a, a bit of a problem actually it's rather a big problem and it's something well naturally one doesn't expect problems but I wasn't prepared for this one something went wrong with my microphone and I shoot on my video side I'm using a Sony a6400 on a gimbal and I'm using a Rode Video Micro which is a directional lightweight microphone and it has a cardioid pattern which means it's it picks up from the front and rejects from the rear so it's an ideal setup for running and gunning especially on a boat when the boat's moving around um, the very last thing I did <coughs> on the penultimate day was to go around all of the people on the trip and just capture a minute of of their thoughts you know how the trip had been for them what they'd enjoyed and and what it meant to them so today when I was reviewing that the microphone was crackling now I did check my levels it wasn't going into the red so I know that the levels were good so today I did some tests I got the Rode Micro plugged it into the A6400 and sure enough crackling I took the mic off, replaced it with a different Rode microphone, the stereo microphone, plugged that in, no crackling. So that ruled out a faulty mic jack, 
which was good because I've already gone through that on my Sony full frame camera and had to return it for repair. So then I took the Rode Video Micro and put it into my full frame Sony. Yep, crackling. But this time I could tell because that particular camera has a headphone jack. The A6400 does not. Now I see that as a big, a big failing in that particular camera. I didn't realise how much of a problem it would be. But well, I was saying to myself, well, if I had had the opportunity to plug in some headphones and monitor the audio as I'm filming, I would have known that this was happening and I would have done something about it. But being honest about it, I don't actually think that I would have monitored the sound even if I had the chance to do it in the headphone jack. I would now, except I can't because it doesn't have a headphone jack. So <clears throat> I plugged the microphone back in to the A7 III, the full frame, with the headphones in, monitored as I was recording and messed around with the microphone cable. It was crackling, there was no audio being picked up and I touched the jack where it goes into the microphone, not the jack where it goes into the camera. I didn't push it in to reseat it, I didn't twist it, all I did was touch it and the, the crackling went away. So I'm not enough of a scientist to understand how that could have happened. Now, I'm wondering, is it possible that it could have been a static charge? Because that microphone is, doesn't have a battery, it gets its power from the camera. So that means that the camera's battery is feeding the microphone power through the jack cable. And I wonder whether it's possible that it could have been static charge. I don't know, but it's got me worried because it's something I can't allow to happen again. And I've been trying to figure out a solution. One solution would be, if it's the microphone that's faulty, get another one. It's 40 quid, so it's not, you know, it's not going to break the bank. It's probably under warranty anyway. Not sure, it might have been over a year ago that I bought it. I would need to check that, but if it's not reliable and if I can't monitor, then I'm not going to be confident. Already I'm in a bit of a position because this was the first piece of content that my client wanted to be published. I do have two recordings that didn't crackle, but the rest of them did. And the ones that did are the ones that I can't replace locally because they were people who are not local to the area. So it's, it's really pissed me off actually. And I'm not sure what I could have done about it. I could have taken, well I did actually take an external recording device. But you know, it, it's not something that one should really need to have to do. However, it's something that I may consider which would lead to the problem of how to go about that without spending too much more money because I don't really have any more money to be spending on this kind of equipment at the moment. So what am I to do? 
interestingly enough, Sony has just released a new camera. The A6600, which replaces the A6500. I don't know how many of you listening to this will know the Sony nomenclature of the camera bodies, etc. The A6400, the one I'm using, is a kind of cut-down version of the 6500. The 6500 is an older camera. 6400 came out probably about six months ago, something like that. And the features that it's missing are features that I would use, but it's those missing features that brought the price of the camera down to somewhere where I could actually afford to buy it in the first place. Those features are in-body image stabilization. In other words, the camera does not get help you in any way with camera shake. The lens I'm using doesn't have stabilization either, but I am using a gimbal, so, you know, I can kind of get around that. It doesn't have a headphone jack. The A6600 does have a headphone jack, so I could monitor my audio as it's going in. And that would be a much better solution than running around with an external recorder. I would know instantly whether my audio was, was good or bad. And it has a Z battery, which is the same as the full frame takes. The A6400 has the old style of battery and they are very poor indeed. I'm lucky if I get an hour from one battery, so I have to carry four batteries with me. Whereas on the full frame camera, I can get by with just two and it lasts twice as long. So <clears throat> the new one, just announced this week, I think, has those features that are missing from the A6400. The A6400 cost me from Amazon £812 for the body. The new one, I've looked at Wex as a pre-order, it's not available yet, it's coming in at 14.49, I think. So basically if I can sell the A6400 I'd probably get no more than 500 quid for it, which means I'm looking at spending a grand to have these features and only those features. Headphone jack, image stabilisation and a better battery life. All the other features are the same. The sensor's the same, the colour balance is the same, the, the menu features, the tracking, all of that, the focusing, the number of shots per second, they're all more or less the same, except the weight. The weight is a little more. And also I have a small rig cage for the A6400 and I'm guessing that it wouldn't fit the A6600 so I would have to buy a new cage as well. So it's a lot of money just for these features, but I need to be confident that my footage is going to be usable. I don't ever want to be in this position again. I've come home with footage that is basically unusable and I can't get it again. It's, you know, I do have some good footage that's okay. It's not all of the footage that's like that, thank God. I do have, it's maybe about, what would I say, probably 15% of the footage is ruined by bad audio. 15 to 20. 
So, you know, I'm going to be able to produce some content, but what's pissed me off more than anything is that this was the the most important, I would say, the most important bit of promotional footage for next year's sale would be to get some testimonials from those who are on the sale while they're on the sale, not after they get home, while they're actually there, you know. So I'm going to have to apologise to my client. I'm going to have to explain myself. I'm not sure. I don't think there will be consequences as such, other than disappointment. But I don't think they'll be any more disappointed than I. You know, my my professionalism here is on the line. And I need to make sure that this never happens again. Is a grand too much to ensure that? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. So, I'll, I'll give it some thought. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from other photographers how you would deal with this kind of thing. Would you buy something to fix the problem? Would you try and use another solution, such as an external recorder, and then sync the audio later? What would you do? I'd love to hear from you. So that's my issue for now. Moving on to the the more generic photography discussion and some joyfulness. We all need joy in our lives. This was an experience that I wasn't expecting. I love taking pictures. I wouldn't do it if I didn't. And I feel that now that it's becoming a potential source of income, in fact, not even a potential source, it already is a source of income, but now that I've got a chance to make this an actual career, I'm more excited than ever. And there were moments when I was on that ship, standing at the side, moving around in the wind and the waves, and taking pictures of the landscape as it went by, trying out my polarizer. I would get waves of joy, just almost overwhelming me. And it, it was the most magical feeling. It was really, it was quite intense. And it made me want to jump up, jump up and down. And I, if any of you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I have been going through some mental health issues since around Christmas time. And so to be finding joy like that in my work, it's, it's just the best feeling of the world. And it's something I really, really want to keep doing. But I have to learn how to make a living from it. Now there was a photographer on board as one of the, the guests, a local guy called Fraser Aitchison. And he posts a lot of pictures on his Facebook page. And he actually makes a pretty good living from it. And I didn't really have much of a conversation with him about that. What's interesting is that he's very technophobic. I overheard him having a chat with Donald about how to tag pictures with the crofters page and he, he really wasn't getting it and it made me wonder how does somebody with limited social media skills make a decent living on Facebook with photography? I don't know. So I'm going to have to try and 
arrange maybe to go for a shoot with him or something. We got on well, Fraser and I. We had some great laughs on that ship. <laughs> we had some amazing laughs, in fact. I haven't laughed that much for I don't know how long. There was tears streaming down my cheeks one night when he was going on about big bottles of Budweiser being the size of Cumnock. <laughs> we went on to talk about Auchinleck, home of Curry's Ginger Bottles. That's a fizzy juice, fizzy pop, soda, depending on where you're from. And uh, he went on to talk about how Auchinleck is a tiny little place with a ginger factory and six shoe shops. And I don't know why, but for some reason this just had me doubled up in laughter. So, yeah, my point is, we got on well, so I, I can approach him, have a chat with him. He's often in crofters having a pint, so I could probably catch him in there sometime. Or maybe go for a shoot with him, as he's out a lot, shooting landscape round Ireland. So, yeah, that's... I'll need to talk to him and figure out how he's doing it and try and figure it out myself, how to start earning an income from my photography. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If there's, if there's more waves of joy in it, then, <clears throat> you know, that's what I should be doing. Now, and tie that together perfectly with my music because now I'm teaching, I'm playing. I've got a gig tomorrow night, actually. And my podcasting, my interviews, they all kind of go together now. I used to think that I didn't have time in fact, well, I know I didn't actually have time to be a photographer and a musician, but now they've found a way to put those two things together into a, a potential career path. You've just no idea how exciting that is. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming, and it's just so exciting. I hope you can follow along with me and join me in this journey as I figure out how to make a living as a, as a content creator as a musician, as a teacher, as a photographer, and find happiness, you know. I don't need hundreds of thousands of pounds and fancy cars. I just need happiness and some camera equipment, of course. So, pasta's ready. I better go and shout Hamish through. So I'll, I'll leave it for there. I'll leave it for there. I'll leave it there for now. And... Uh, Go and serve up Hamish's tea for him. So, I'd love to hear from any other photographers out there. If you have thoughts about what I've spoken about tonight, uh, it would be it'd be really nice to hear from you. So, if you've listened, thank you. And stay tuned for the next one. Thanks. Bye for now.